Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. I'm Chris Horwoodell, joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, how are you? I mean, Chris, nothing is better than getting a win on Christmas, as ugly as it may have been. Sixers lost, Greg. <laughs> Believe me, that's not who I cared about. Um, that hurts. It, it probably should. I mean, listen, if you're going to send your backups and your main players aren't going to play, what, what do you want me to do? You want me to be happy? Are you talking it, about most bowl games? Yeah, well, hey, at least the bowl games, it's because of the transfer portal and all this stuff. It's not just, ah, my, my, my body hurts. I'm not playing today. Oh, yeah, I'm a seven foot one, 265-pound man who rolled his ankle two nights prior. Like, why would I? I everything seems fine. Yeah, no. I mean, listen, I understand why he didn't play. It's just annoying because it's Christmas Day, you know? Yeah, and I mean, and Butler didn't play for the Heat either. So... Not the most star-studded game on the Christmas Day NBA schedule, but the Eagles did manage to get a win. Uh, we've got much to talk about. I've got BavadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. We're talking about the Week 17 lines in the National Football League craziness. We've also got some bowl games that uh, we'll hit on before we get out of here. <laughs> um, and I can't. Apologies, I I can't stop being sick, and it's all my voice, so not ideal, not ideal. And I I take Nyquil every night too. I, I tell you what, Nyquil does not make you better. That <laughs> that I've learned. I've uh, I'm a borderline like OD'd on Nyquil, and that's the, I just can't can't fix my throat. I've been drinking tea. That's not doing anything. Yeah, I don't I don't take a lot of medication outside of the occasional Tylenol. Mm. and your nightly morphine well of course yeah but anytime anytime nyquil ever has to get involved i know it's bad news and most likely isn't going to be helpful i I don't know why (laughs) well well, nyquil look it's as much a sleep aid as anything else for me yeah but you know melatonin options like that are definitely more helpful but sometimes you just want to know this thing's gonna put me out and that's that's all you can ask for I want to feel better. I want to be good, healthy, strong. It's been very nice here. It's been mid fifties the last couple of days. I feel like I feel like it's wrong, not feeling better. I think we're just old. I think you're just you're just. It's just you eventually have to resign to the fact that you're just never gonna feel like you did when you were like twenty. No, I'm young and hip, Greg. Don't uh, <laughs> don't put your shit on me. Don't put your shit on me. I definitely can sleep without pain most nights. Well, it's it's funny with like the holidays going by. We were talking uh, one of the many events that I've been at over the course of the past two plus weeks. Um, we were talking about like music that we listen to and like yeah. current modern day music. And one of the people stopped us like five minutes into the conversation and was like, "We are." the oldest sounding people in the history of the world. And I was like, uh-huh. yeah, no, that's, that sounds about accurate. And then that just, I was like, I'm just resigned to the fact that I'm, you know, of a certain age, but I still think I'm like 15. Well, I bought a bunch of records and 
Records do not skew young, is what Never. I noticed. No, they really don't. Not a lot of, not a lot of, like, not, you know, I'm a, I'm a big rap guy, and there's not a lot of, like, not a lot of 21 Savage on the vinyl. The oh, options I'm, that I've seen I'm so stunned. Far. Stunned. I, I can't believe that. Not a little, uh, not a lot of Uzi Vert. Not a lot of, <laughs> not a little lot of Dirk on, uh, on, uh, on the records I've seen so far. We do have a we do have some Beach Boys. We do have a lot of Christmas music. Um, to Matt's end, found some Kelsey Ballerini, but not a, yeah, not a lot of hip hop going. Did find a DaBaby album, picked that up, DaBaby vinyl, I suppose. But yeah, I, I ordered a bunch of I ordered a bunch of records that I may or may not ever play. I, yeah, I mean, I, I guess if if you like having them, it's good to have a collection. And I bought yeah, I had a buy a holder for them too it's never ends greg that's where they get you no it, it does never end that is that is the correct statement it, <laughs> it officially never ends but luckily enough this holiday season will be over <clears throat> before we know it and uh we can move on to move on to warmer weather and uh the the more exciting things this spring will bring uh prior to that however we have a couple of well a lot of bowl games but two major ones there New Year's Day games, number four Alabama at number one Michigan. Well, at if number four Alabama and number one Michigan in the uh, in the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, and Bavada's got Michigan minus two in this one. I think Michigan Alabama is the Rose Bowl, isn't it? It's Am the I Sugar wrong? Bowl. Yeah, Rose Bowl is Texas Washington. Hmm. Um, Unless no, what I'm reading right here is wrong, and that's possible. Regardless of of uh, what bowl game it is, doesn't really matter. I don't see, like, I just get so, I just get so hung up on the fact that it's Alabama, and like maybe yeah. it's maybe it's reputation, um, maybe it isn't. But in my eyes, like, I don't trust Michigan in a big game. I don't. You watch the TCU game from last year where they just completely no-showed and got absolutely walked all over in that game. That game was over before the first quarter ended. Um, And I have a feeling that a similar thing is going to happen here. Um, I just don't – I don't see – I don't see the path where Michigan beats Alabama unless they can really – Unless they're really a different team than they were one year ago, this is a better team that they're facing in the first round of the playoffs. And like Nick Saban doesn't lose as an underdog. He's not an underdog very often. I think he's only lost once in the four times that he's been the official underdog. And so to get him to get points at Alabama. here, yeah, sorry, at Alabama, that's correct. Mm. But to get points as as an underdog, a Nick Saban Alabama team with all the points to prove, with all the Florida State chatter, with all that stuff. I mean, I, I, I feel like this has to be Alabama's game. It just does. All right. I, I will, for the record, go Michigan on this one. And in the Rose Bowl, question mark, question mark, Texas, the number three team in the country, takes on Washington, the number two team. Bavada has the uh, number two team plus Four points. Washington getting getting four. It's crazy that Washington keeps getting overlooked. Like, yeah. and I know I picked against them multiple times this year on Better's Delight, only to be wrong in multiple situations. Um, but they just they're a team that keeps hanging around and hanging around and winning games. 
they've been in the closer of the two games. I think the closest game that Texas was in, they lost to Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry or whatever the, the game's called now. Like, I I just think that Washington's more battle tested to get points with them in this situation. I think I think is is kind of lucky and love the underdogs. I guess in both of these games, Washington, you know, Penix, the, the, the receiver group. They're also their defense is quietly kind of slept on, but their defensive yeah. backfield has been has been outstanding throughout the year. I mean, I just I I think it's the Huskies here, and we 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 get one one step closer to an undefeated national champion. All right, let's uh, turn our attention to the National Football League Thursday night football. The New York Football Jets in Cleveland to take on one of the three teams still mathematically alive to win the American Football Conference, the Cleveland Browns. Pavada has the Browns minus seven at home. I don't want to talk about the Browns uh, and the, the fact the Joe Flacco bowl. I mean, yeah, of course. But uh, the Amari Cooper ripping my heart out, uh, or probably many people's heart out with an unbelievable performance. I felt like every time you looked up on Sunday, Amari Cooper was catching another like 50 yard touchdown pass. It just was, was outstanding. Yeah. The Browns defense just continues to, to hold it together as well. And the Jets, Brees Hall, fine. Welcome to, to the 2023, 2024 NFL season. Like that was the, the outstanding games we'd been hoping that we were going to get all season from him. And he certainly delivered it one week after the Jets were mathematically eliminated from postseason contention. Um, I guess it's going to be Trevor Simeon probably for the Jets. Mm-hmm. I don't like how he's going to fare uh, against that Browns defense. Um, so I, I think it's I think it's the Browns, and I think they keep hope alive uh, in terms of the the race for the conference title. But uh, we'll see. One Saturday game this week, the Detroit Lions in Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Big implications really either way for the Philadelphia Eagles in this one. Pavada has the Cowboys minus six at home. I think that's a little disrespectful to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Like you see you see how the Cowboys came out against the Dolphins and they they played a pretty solid game. You got down all the way, take the lead at the end, and then the defense just couldn't hang on. But to me, like that that's indicative of what this Cowboys team has kind of been the entire season. They're sort of that front running team and when adversity comes comes up against them, they end up folding and that's what happened at the end of that game. Uh, against a, a clearly battered and injured Dolphins team. Um, whereas the Lions, I mean, they went in and sort of just wrecked shop, right, in Minnesota with the ability to clinch the division on the line. They're still somehow alive for uh, – not somehow. I mean, they're 11-4. and four. Um, well, I, I, don't, I don't know if wrecked shop is fair. It took four interceptions from Nick Mullins to, for the Lions to win this game. It's the it's the Vikings and Nick Mullins. However, that's that's yeah. The thing. But I, I mean, this game was what twenty one to twenty or twenty one to twenty three going into the fourth quarter. It's not like this was a blowout. Sure. Yeah. No, it was definitely a closer game throughout. Um, but it, being able to close, I guess, is really where I uh, where I leaned with the Lions more um, than the Cowboys. I guess this this past week, uh, I I just I the Lions' offense is just. Like, it seems like they're figuring every single piece out right at the right time. Like, they're using Gibbs the right way. They're using Montgomery the right way. Yeah. I know Laporta, you know, didn't score this past week, but he's been a monster the entire year. 
Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown got back in the end zone. Like it's, it's, they, they're, they're kind of cooking a little bit here and to get the first division title in, I don't know, several decades, I think mm-hmm. um, that's an unbelievable thing for, for lions and lions fans. And I think, uh, I think six is a little bit disrespectful. I, I like the lions in that one. I was obviously paying very close attention to this game. Gregory needed that fourth Nick Mullins pick. My big parlay covers. I know. I was going to say, it's uh, congratulations are in order. Thanks, man. I made nothing on it. <laughs> but the respect of millions. That's and all you that, can ask for. Speaking of, how about that uh, How about that parlay that hit last night? Whew. The gentleman bets five bucks, wins, what, $496,000 on a 14-leg t- anytime touchdown parlay? I mean, that's the dream, Chris. You enter week one of the NFL season to, to, in the hopes that you can get one of those. Just one. Just, just one half a million dollar win. Exactly. And not, of course, obviously, <laughs> that's the pipe dream. But just one, uh, just one option like that where you can just crush it, right? And, and really cash a gigantic parlay. And to do that on Christmas, like, I mean, talk about Talk about your all-time days. That is some of the guys in there, like Chris Rodriguez Jr. is an yeah. unbelievable pull. Um, it, it's just it was it's one of the craziest parlays you're gonna see. A 14 leg TD parlay is nearly unheard of. And how fortuitous that it all comes down to the single most likely guy in the world to score in Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, you see McCaffrey week in and week out. And if you are somebody that, that tracks those lines on a weekly basis, he goes from like, ah, he was like probably minus 130 to start the year, and it keeps going. There are some weeks, the last few weeks, where he's been like minus 310 to score yeah. a touchdown. Like, that's that's crazy numbers. Well, it's just a lock. It's just yeah, pretty much. Lock. Yeah. The, I, uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, <clears throat> you, you see the DeAndre Swift one where he gets the one called back, and then you get tush pushes, and you have to be like, completely distraught and then he gets the late td in uh at the end of the game or in, yeah. in the fourth quarter and you're like oh my gosh i can't believe this is still alive and we're gonna end up with mccaffrey for half a million that's it's crazy did you see the video of the guy's live reaction to winning it no i didn't not as good? exciting as you would think like no. i i would have been losing my shit and yeah he did not it wasn't he was excited pumped? obviously oh yeah well, yeah, he was pumped. He won half a million dollars for sure, <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't as crazy as I thought it would be. I'm pretty what sure I would have I would have yelled so loud the roof of my house fell off. Like that's how excited I would have been. Luckily, you have some money to fix it. Luckily, <laughs> truth, truth. Moving to the Sunday games, the Arizona Cardinals are in Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles, and Bavada has the Eagles minus ten and a half. I mean. I, it's impossible to take the Eagles seriously as a contender and double-digit favorites regardless of who you're playing. The defense just isn't good enough, right? They, it's they bad. give up Yeah, it's they give up too many points constantly. Like it's it's actually almost unbelievable. Well, Bradbury is just terrible at this It's point. toast. He's Bradley Fletcher. It, like it's it's really bad. It's Ringo really and Ricks bad. were actually very good, but Bradbury was terrible. You get potentially get Avante Maddox back next week, get Slay back before too long. I, I know that they're not going to have the balls to bench Bradbury, but they really should. 
Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I just I don't trust I, I don't trust this team at all. I don't trust them to cover double digit spreads. I think I think you have to take the Cardinals here. Like I don't I don't see any other way around it. It it stinks that this is the point like at this point of the season, this is how we have to talk about this this defense and, and this team, but I don't I don't trust them. And I see reports um, you know, well, this is what I've heard from people talking in group chats today that, oh, the Eagles are unhappy and the players aren't having fun. And it's like, well, yeah, I wouldn't be having fun either. Like we were right. – the expectation was this. It was a Super Bowl or bust kind of feel. You were 10-1 and one or 9-1, and one, whatever it was, and then you've essentially fallen apart over the course of the last few weeks. What fun are you supposed to be having when this is the case? Like I yeah. – AJ pulled out the old, if uh, you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, and I'll, I'll take the fine. Yeah, great. <laughs> no, That's I mean, it's, it's very clear that they're not happy with the offensive play calling. It's it's very clear that the defense is just not very good. There are uh, there are problems with this team, for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they – I... You watch the offense, and there's – I mean, we say it week in and week out, it feels like, but there's zero fluidity to it. There's no – The players agree. Yeah. Like, you – I can only watch – I can only watch so many, uh, like, screen passes to the wide receiver. That almost get picked or the the receiver gets killed. Yeah. Like, I I can only watch it so many times before I'm like, okay, man, like, stop calling the play. Like, please stop before someone goes gets gets crazy and gets hurt like it just it makes no sense it makes no sense what we do on a on a weekly basis well and i saw a crazy stat i don't know how it holds up to this past weekend but going into this weekend the team had only thrown the ball once when they with the quarterback under center that seems bad like, I it don't feels know. like a tell to me. Yeah, maybe maybe mix it up a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm not, I'm not asking a lot, but just a little bit. Yeah. The Atlanta Falcons are in Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears. Bavada has the Bears minus three. I, I mean, the Falcons are just the most mystifying team of all time. Like, I don't know what to expect from each week. And the Bears are sort of similar like at least the Bears this year have won some games, which is nice if you're mm-hmm. a Bears fan. But overall, like it, none of it has been none of it has been fun to watch. I guess if you're either fan, a fan of either of these teams, somehow the Falcons still very seriously in the mix for the the AFC uh, the NFC South uh, crown, even if it's a pretty outside shot. But it, they they still have a potential opportunity here. I think they can beat the Bears. I think they're I think they're a slightly better team, but it wouldn't shock me if by the end of the season, especially if the last two weeks go the wrong way, if we see a new head coach in uh, in Atlanta. Wouldn't shock me. The Carolina Panthers are in Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bavada has the Jaguars minus seven at home, which is a big number considering the question about whether or not Trevor Lawrence will play. Yeah, if it's gonna be if it's gonna be CJ um, Bathard, Bathard, yeah, if it's gonna be him, I don't know how you can actually take that line seriously. It feels like a lot for a CJ Bathard led team. Um, you know, it's despite despite the fact that the the Jaguars haven't looked good even with uh, with Trevor Lawrence the past few weeks. 
I find it hard to believe that they could lose to this Carolina team, even though Carolina, uh, you know, almost beat the Packers after coming off a win um, the week before. So, like, that's – I feel like it's going to be tough sledding regardless uh, yeah. for either of these teams. But um, I, 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 I got to take the Panthers to keep it close if it's going to be Beathard, and that's who I think it's going to be. The Las Vegas Raiders, who beat the Kansas City Chiefs last night, despite the fact their quarterback did not complete a pass after the first quarter, are in Indy to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Bavada has the Colts minus three. I don't know if it's the Raiders' defense just being that good or how awful the Chiefs' offense looks. Like it, 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 I think it's a mix of both. Yeah. Uh, but. Like the the Chiefs' offense was miserable. The Raiders' defense took advantage. Um, you know, if you're going to get 14 points off turnovers in like a seven second span, I guess good on you. Like, it's obviously not going to happen every um, uh, every uh, week. But, but if you can take advantage, take advantage. And the the, the Raiders certainly did. Um, you got to have more from the offense though. You can't you can't not complete a single pass for the remainder of the game after the first quarter. That's that's almost impossible to be fair. Um and the Colts are just a well-coached team. I they're a well-coached team. They go out, they win ball games. Like they're just in the mix and I I expect them to beat the Raiders here. I expect them to cover Jonathan Taylor obviously back from the injured list this past week. Uh, I don't know what Pittman's status is after that that crazy hit a few weeks ago, um, but I, I I think the Colts can win this game, and I think the Colts can potentially sneak into a playoff spot here. Shane Steichen, man. And coach of the year, absolutely. The Los Angeles Rams are in New York to take on the New York football Giants. Bavada has the Giants plus six and a half at home. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Now I'm, now I'm dying. It uh, sad, sad to see the Tommy DeVito experiment come to a, a quick and and just end. Well, the um, same day as he announced the uh, his first uh, his first brand sponsorship with Rouse, the, uh, the the, the uh, tomato sauce, tomato sauce, yeah. They I, did. Not, I, I hope. By the way, how funny would it be if they backed out of it because they hadn't signed the contract yet after all the, the bullshit that they tried to do to that uh, that pizza place a couple that, weeks ago? That would be almost that would be uh, poetic justice. I think is the best way to put that. Um, but no, man, I I I think the I, I the Giants obviously aren't good. Tommy DeVito was obviously never going to be the answer there um long term no matter what giants fans or will want to make you believe um tyra taylor looked all right though i mean again yeah look good tyra, tyra taylor's a good quarterback he really is and he gets slept on constantly and if it wasn't for uh very poor doctoring um in the case of the san diego chargers at the time uh we probably yeah. would have seen him uh being a little bit of a mentor more to, to Justin Herbert instead of him having to start right away. Um, but I just, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't like the giants at all. I don't think the rest of their team's very good. Um, and the Rams are kind of cruising. I mean, they took handily took care of the saints. Like they were really kind of in control of that Thursday night game last week, the entire time. Puka Nakua is just unbelievable. Like he's clearly, mm-hmm. Very good, uh, which is crazy. Um, I don't think 
if you asked anybody at the beginning of the season if they thought that that would be the case, they then they said yes. Now they're they're clearly lying to you. Oh um, no, I predicted I have him as an NFL offensive rookie of the year on on better slide for my I, futures. Well, that doesn't surprise me. That you know what I I think I remember writing that down. Um, but no, man, he uh, he's he's been outstanding, and, and I think that team is well coached and well you know well put together and. Could cause uh, could cause a little damage in the uh, in the postseason if given the opportunity. So I like the Rams uh, the Rams to cover pretty big here. Pretty good game here. The Miami Dolphins are in Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Bavada has the Ravens minus four. I mean, the Ravens are unbelievable. Like they're they're so good, and they again are another team that's been slept on now. Injuries could hurt them as we get into the stretch run. Obviously, I don't know if there was full word on what happened to Kyle Hamilton last night. It didn't look great, and he was already playing injured, so that's not cool. And he had two picks. Yeah, like he, they, their whole team has been has been unbelievable, uh, and they just keep fighting through all the adversity that's out there. By the um, way, can we, can we just talk about Kyle Hamilton for one second and how, sure. how he's such a great example of trusting – your eyes and what you see when a guy is playing college football, because Kyle Hamilton, you, you watch him play at Notre Dame and you're like, Oh, like sideline to sideline range, unbelievable, you know, ball skills, unbelievable football IQ. Then he goes to the combine. He runs a bad 40 and he drops. It doesn't matter. That's why the combine is sometimes the complete biggest BS uh, judge of all time of these guys, actual talent. Meanwhile, a uh, 350-pound defensive tackle shows up to the combine, and he runs really fast, and he goes in front of Kyle Hamilton, and uh, that's how we got Jordan Davis. That's uh, yeah, I, I don't, he's fine, he's whatever. Jordan Davis is a good football player, but I was mad we didn't pick Kyle Hamilton at that time, and I remain mad today. We could use a safety. I remember your anger during that actual draft talking to you then. But that um, makes sense. The guy's like a, you have a blue chip talent on the board, and we're just going to ignore him because he ran, you know, a tenth of a second slower than we thought he was going to. Yeah, Chris, uh, it, it's all about the measurables. It's not about anything else. That's why. That's why. That's why the draft is such a crapshoot, and all the metrics to go into it are the biggest like craziness. When it really should be like just watch, watch when they play good players. Are they the best player out there, or one of the best players out there? then they're yeah. probably going to continue that trajectory. You'll miss every once in a while, but, you know, that's just how it works. I, completely fair. Where are you on this game? I, you know, I, the Dolphins showed me something. What was the line again on it? Minus four. I think the Dolphins can keep this within a field goal game. I mean, it depends, obviously, on health, if Waddle can go. Tyreek Hill, hopefully, is, is a little bit back to even more normal. Um, but if, if the Dolphins can mix it up, uh, and really get the run game going, I, I think they have a chance to at least keep this one close. I kind of like them as an underdog here. All right. The New England Patriots are in Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. One of the bigger lines of the week here, Bavada has the Bills minus 12 at home. I, I mean, could the Bills have messed around any more with, uh, with that, that Easton stick led San Diego or San Diego. Why am I on San Diego today? Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, the LA, the LA chargers. Like it was, that game should know have never been uh, as close as what that game actually was. It was, 
uh, unbelievable how poorly the Bills played, and they still walk away uh, with a pretty nice and pretty, you know, just a, a win. They needed to win. Right. They had to get it. They were able to squeak by. Um, I don't think it'll be the same here, even though the Patriots are coming off a win of their own, right? The Bailey Zappi out there dominating uh, a Denver Broncos team that clearly were frauds the entire time on this hmm. entire run. Um, and and I, what's Bailey Zappi up to now? Uh, I don't know. Is he even on the team still? He Bailey might Zappi was released. Wait, today? Uh, yesterday, I thought. That's crazy. Are they mad that he won? You played too well, sir? Uh, okay, I want to make sure I'm right about this. Yeah, because I thought I saw that on. So I saw a weird tweet. Were you saying it? I saw a tweet that had weird wording. So I understand exactly where you're like where the thought process is here. Okay, maybe maybe that didn't happen. But yeah, I could have I I well, it turns out not everything you read on Twitter is true. Ha that I don't believe that, Chris. That doesn't sound right. I know, it does seem wrong to me, but regardless. Well, yeah, I mean, either way, the Patriots all of a sudden, for some reason, showed up when they should be playing for nothing more than uh, draft position. Like, that that really should be what their main focus is, and it, it clearly wasn't over uh, over the weekend. So um, I think it will be, in this case, I think the Bills take it to them and set themselves up for a Week 18 uh, potential matchup for the, with the division on the line. Uh, against Miami so yeah the Patriots put themselves in a bad uh, spot here they moved from that number two pick and you know likely um, the North Carolina quarterback Drake May uh, to that number four spot where I don't know are you talking about Jaden Daniels at that point I mean yeah because you have to imagine that Marvin Harrison will already be off the table right I would assume Harrison's the only (laughs) non-quarterback to go in the top three yeah although with and I guess he goes to Washington in this scenario but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Last time a LSU quarterback came out of nowhere, it worked out pretty well. But I'm not sure Jaden Daniels is Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. But he has put up crazy, impressive numbers. So you have to kind of tip your cap a, a little bit for to sure. that. But for sure, I. I don't know if I'm Patriots fans. I'm very mad that we ended up winning uh, on Sunday night football for, for almost no reason whatsoever. What was your pick here? Uh, I like the bills. I think the bills win this one uh, walking away with it. The New Orleans saints are in Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bavada has the bucks minus three at home. The bucks just quietly keep winning ball games. Nobody's really talking about them. I know there was conversations after the game, uh, that Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, contract extension potentially, and and why not if you're Tampa? I mean, he's been he's been very good uh, yeah, for, for sure. a majority of this season, um, and and really given you sort of that bright spot that I don't think you necessarily were expecting uh, this year. And then, quite frankly, I mean, he has been first place with two weeks to play. Like, it, there's there's a lot to be said uh, when it comes to, to being a division leader this late in the season. So um, I, I think that, you know, this is a game that they kind of must win, must win. You take sort of a stranglehold on the division because the saints and Falcons are both seven and eight. And I mean, if you can take down this saints team that clearly just doesn't want, I don't think the saints want to win. That's the way they play and how, how annoying it is to watch them. 
it feels like they don't want to actually win games. They, their offense is annoying to watch. It's it's frustrating. Um, I, I just don't trust them in any situation, literally ever. Uh, so I think, I think to me, I can't ever, I can't really consider picking them. Plus, when they beat Tampa, it's usually only in New Orleans, and this game's in Tampa. So I'm gonna go with, uh, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. Speaking of difficult to watch. Why uh why is Quez Watkins still on the Eagles? That's a great question, Chris, that I have, have no answer for. What does he do? Cuz uh, I don't think I heard his name this week. He just runs down the field a lot every once in a while and, and nothing and really happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. It never it, maybe once in a while they throw a wide receiver screen to him and you know, we, we all get to go, hey, hey, Quez Watkins is still on the team. And then that's about it. He does, He's he's Rashard Penny, but he actually gets to wear the jersey on the sidelines. And he's so inconsequential that I believe his name's Rashad Penny. Ah, you're right. That is correct. He is Rashad <laughs> Penny. <laughs> I am. Uh, I say that because when you started talking about draft position, I pulled up Tankathon and pretty much – all the wide receivers go right after the Eagles pick. They they have the Eagles taking Kamari Lasseter, the Georgia corner right now. But in the next handful of picks, you have Brian Thomas Jr. from LSU, Xavier Worthy from Texas, Donnie Mitchell from Texas, uh, Xavier Leggett from South Carolina. Be sure it would be fun to have a third receiver who actually had to be accounted for. That'd be crazy. That'd be that'd be almost unexpected, uh, un un disallowed. I don't they they did. They think they'd kick you out of the uh, the NFL for having three receivers that can contribute. Pretty sure that is against the rules. It the, definitely the is. San Francisco 49ers, biggest line of the week in Washington to take on the Washington Commanders. Commanders plus 13 and a half at Bavada. It's a lot of points, uh, but coming off of the game that they just had, if you're if you're San Fran, you really need to just kind of wipe the slate clean. Hey, we 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 took one on the chin here. It is what it is. Let's let's keep it. Let's keep the the ball rolling and keep everything moving forward. I think they come out and they absolutely trounce Washington. I don't think Washington's very good, um, obviously. And I so to me, I, I think this is an easy win for uh, for them. Even though, you know, Washington put up a pretty good fight towards the end of their their game with a decent comeback. Um, but I don't I don't trust them and. 11 and 4 49ers looking to try to wrap up home field. I think uh, I think this is a win for them. Did you see that Caleb Williams liked the tweet when somebody said the Bears should take Marvin Harrison Jr. with the first pick in the draft? Seems seems like a bad a bad situation to be in if you're the Bears. Seems yeah, like it. I don't I would be scared of drafting Caleb Williams is all I'm going to say. The Tennessee Titans are in Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Bavada has the Texans minus three and a half at home. Talk about a, just an unbelievably bad end to the season here for the Texans, who looked so promising. And the injury bug really caught up to them, uh, which stinks. Obviously, Stroud's been out the past two games. We know what happened to Tank Dell. I think Nico yeah. Collins came back. Um, but overall, it's just been uh, you know a team that was kind of poised to be on the precipice of uh, of a playoff position now. Uh, really kind of on the outside looking in, which stinks uh, for them and, and their fan, um, whoever that guy is. Uh, uh, but overall... Bill Collins did play this week, by the yeah, way. He, yeah, he was back, right? Um, it's, it's just... 
if it's going to be Case Keenum and it's not going to be Stroud, I don't know. You know, I don't know what you can what you what to say or what you can even do in, in that situation. Like it just seems, it seems unwinnable. Um, even though the Titans are, you know, not a very good team. Obviously, we had, we had, we got to see Ryan Tannehill, which was great. That is great. So just to interject, uh, as of three days ago, Stroud progr- uh, progressing and looking to return week 17. All right. Well, if he's going to come back, they're going to win. Like, that's just, that's, I'm fine with that. Um, covering maybe a different story because I think, I think they said this weekend that the Titans have the best defense in the league uh, statistically, which to me sounded crazy, but certainly could be the case, uh, to be fair. So I, I actually, I mean, I think the Titans can keep this game close um, if that is the case. But we'll uh, we'll see we'll see this upcoming weekend. But I'm I not sure Titans- what metric they're using there because I'm looking at this and the the Titans are 15th in the NFL in points against at 21.4. Huh, maybe it was yards. I don't remember the exact thing that was said. So I'm, I'm now I'm now I've confused myself. It's it the holidays. Everything runs together, right? Isn't that how? Isn't that how okay. we have to look at it? <clears throat> the Browns, the Browns by far lead the way in yards given up defensively, and both in per game and total, they are four hundred yards away from the next closest. Uh, also number see. one. <laughs> also number one in passing defense. Uh, they're. I'm just looking for anything where the Titans are good. Uh, the Titans are like 14th in the NFL in rushing defense. Wow! Congratulations to them. Maybe, maybe, maybe I misheard whatever was said on the screen because it certainly sounds like that's what happened. Yeah, I, I don't think there's. I don't think that is an accurate statement. Man, I mean, what the hell did I hear? Eh, Greg, it was. It's the holidays. It is. That's that's. We'll have to chalk that up too. It's the holidays. I would sing <laughs> if I had a voice. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks, and Bavada has the Seahawks minus three and a half at home. I mean, the Seahawks got to have to be one of the more frustrating situations. I don't know, but almost the Steel. It's kind of like two of the same teams playing each other, where like both look looked all right, had pretty decent winning records, and then it sort of faltered as the season's gone gone on. George Pickens, seeing George Pickens appear out of nowhere. Wow, um, not out of nowhere. It's the Mason Rudolph era. That's true. You're right. You're right. We passed over time and time again. It's finally time to, to give Mason Rudolph his flowers. Um, but no, I just I, – I, I can't take the Steelers seriously. I, I just can't. I know, I know they won last week. I want them to be good, but they just don't. They just, they just can't seem to always put it together. But I do think their defense is better than Seattle's. Yeah. Um, and I think they, they're going to do a better job containing Geno Smith um, than I think Seattle's going to do containing Mason Rudolph, which is an insane thing to say out loud. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, it can't. They, they can't possibly. They can't possibly go to Seattle and win, right? Nobody does that. Mm. I, I, avoid, me- I, I would avoid this game completely for the record. Oh, I, yeah. I have yeah. no feel for this game. 
it, it's it's one of the tougher ones on the board this week for sure. It's it's like a me. It's like the Spider Man meme. It's, these two teams just staring at each other because they're exactly the same. I guess I'll take the Steelers. That's that's a tough. That's one of the toughest ones that we had all season. Well, you, you get uh you can get Steelers money line plus one sixty five. So there's a there's an option there. That's true. The Cincinnati Bengals are in Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Bavada has the Chiefs minus seven. I, what 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 do we even think about the Chiefs? Like the, uh, we, the, we think uh, that Patrick Mahomes doesn't trust his tackles because they stink, and doesn't trust his wide receivers even a little bit. Because they also stink. They also right? stink. Like they're they're just as bad. It's 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 a weird weird season. Everybody's dropping passes. Kelsey's dropping passes. Mahomes doesn't look great. I mean, not that the Bengals are some sort of world beaters because they just get absolutely. I mean, we're talking about a Steelers team that couldn't beat anybody, and they went out and got out. You know, absolutely embarrassed the Bengals um, this past weekend. So like. The Bengals aren't exactly coming off anything great, but they, they both of these teams sort of desperately needing a win um, is is kind of crazy. Because like the, yeah. NA, the the AFC West, what, uh, nine and six, the Chiefs, I guess that's got to be close to wrapped up, but the Raiders aren't that far behind. Uh, the Broncos are far enough behind. I mean, yeah, I, this, this is a crucial two weeks. And the Bengals, I mean, you have to win if you have if you want any – potential chance at even uh, a, a wild card spot that seven seed which is i mean it feels like every team in the afc is either eight and seven or seven and eight so right. it's going to be a crazy tiebreaker situation i'm sure regardless but if you're the Bengals, you have to go into arrowhead and win i don't know if you can do it because i don't know if jake browning can do that but yeah um, since he sits number 10 right now does not carry any tiebreakers over playoff teams yeah so you you have to win if you're the Bengals, but I, I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs do it here. I think Andy Andy rallies him rallies him one more time to to get a win and 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 be done with all the messing around. And by the way, Patrick Mahomes on pace to throw for the fewest yards he's ever thrown in a regular season, aside from the 2019 year where he missed a handful of games. Tyreek Hill merchant is that what people are saying? I've never heard of that guy before. Hmm. Seems crazy. Never. Maybe receivers are important. They might be. They might be crucial to uh, to wins. Well, here's a game that is neither important nor crucial. The Los Angeles Chargers are in Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. Bavada has the Broncos minus five and a half. I mean, talk about a game. I hope no one has to watch this game for their for their own sake. Yeah, because this is going to be a bad one um, for sure. So, I mean, I. Eason stick like what are we supposed to, what do we even say about that and then the Broncos like I know they tried to make a valiant comeback but you should have never been in that situation against the Patriots to begin with so like right. you know it's just it's just bad all around I'll, I guess I'll take the Broncos because they're at home but it it's it's not going to be I that's one that's one you avoid as as best as possible well I feel comfortable Broncos money line I don't know if they cover the five and a half yeah, I that that actually is a great that's a great point. Yeah, money line over spread, take the juice. It is what it is. Yeah, I'll, minus two forty ain't nothing, but uh, you know it is what it is. The final game of the week, no no Monday night games because of it being uh, New Year's Day. The Green Bay Packers are in Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Eight twenty p.m. kickoff. Bavada has the Vikings minus two. 
I mean, it's absolute must-win set situation for both of these teams too. Hawkinson injury that stinks. That's a, that's a real bad one for the Vikings. Um, you know, ACL and MCL is never never fun to happen. Yeah, to might not be ready for next season. Yeah, I I, I can't imagine. I mean, I know guys come back in crazy crazy uh, time frames now, but both right now in week seventeen of a season that feels. It feels like that's a long one. Um, and then the Packers uh, they somehow, some way, don't blow uh, the game this past weekend to the to the to the Panthers. Like, but if you if you're gonna have any chance at making week seventeen or sorry, week eighteen matter, you have to win this game. I like the Packers on the road, um, going into uh going into Minnesota. All right. That is going to be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. For Greg Crone, I'm Chris Hordell. Thanks for listening. Uh, I guess at the end of the week, Happy New Year, and we will uh, see you next time.